The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning and welcome back, my friends, and thank you for joining us again today. As we continue in the study, as we look at different aspects of the book of Psalms, and so we're so glad you're with us. And on this Tuesday morning, and uh, we look forward to, we understand the weather is going to be kind of just ugh, all week long. And uh, so it's easy when the skies are gray uh, to allow it to overwhelm us. And may we keep our eyes focused on Jesus and find the joy in, in, the, in the benefits of this week. As we know, it is spring, and this is, you know, this is what spring brings us. But let's go ahead and take some time, dive right back into the Word of God this morning. We're going to be in Psalm chapter 18. Psalm chapter 18, and we're actually going to focus most of our attention today on one verse. One verse that has multiple descriptions of God, and, but more than of God, of God and what He means to us. Uh, I like to start this thought with, you know, we mentioned many times and we believe that there is a grave difference between the world's idea of religion and what we believe in a relationship with God, a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, in the Bible, uh, God called people like Abraham his friend, a friend of God. He called David a man after God's own heart. We know that there was a great uh, interaction between God and his people, which is still today. And in all of those things, we know that God uh, loves the people, he interacts with the people. And so, but in the midst of our battles, which is really David, David in this chapter is at the end. He, he's been freed from his enemy. He's kind of, uh, the, 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 the struggles are over and he's now moving on to the next stage of his, of his journey, of his life. And in the midst of that, he, uh, he writes this psalm. It's a bit of a longer psalm, 50 verses. But he writes this psalm in basically appreciation to the Lord for all that he's done through the times of battle where he's at now. And uh, there's just so much in here. We're just going to focus. We'll look at the first three verses, but focus most of our attention in verse 2. Let's go ahead and read it. Psalm 18, verse 1. I will love thee, O Lord, with my, or Lord, my strength. Verse 2. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, and whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Again, we look at David who was under attack by his enemies. They wanted his life. They wanted to just, you know, get rid of him so he, you know, would his he would stop being a problem to them. And we understand the true de- sense of the word enemy. We understand that most of us are not in that situation. I mean, we have the enemy in Satan who desires to destroy us and and he's like a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. So but but these were physical enemies, not necessarily just spiritual enemies. And so we look at this and we see more than just just uh, spiritual. He, he had physical enemies against us. And so when you look at scripture and you say, well, I'm not exactly where David was. How do I make the application? Well, as much as we may not have enemies, our circumstances can be very, very overwhelming. Uh, many people have uh, sick loved ones, battles in our, in our relationships, um, work struggles, um, all kinds of different things, finance struggles that come in, uh, discouragement, depression is higher in, in our in suicides in our current day and age, and all these different things happening, and it's easy to become overwhelmed and overwhelmed and filled with fear, frustration, or just wondering what is God doing, why is he allowing this? All these different things can be happening, and so that's really kind of the mindset. By the way, let me encourage you on this, that sometimes we look at this and say, well, I'm not there now. Can I encourage you that it's important to evaluate and understand these scriptures, not necessarily just when you find yourself in the midst of the battle? Because here's usually often what happens. We recognize these scriptures days and weeks into battles and say, man, 
I needed that after a couple of weeks of allowing what the circumstance to become overwhelming, where I would encourage us that if we studied and learned this in the good times and understood who God is even in the easier times, when these battles come, we're a little more prepared for them. Uh, we're a little more willing and a little more filled with the Spirit and have greater wisdom because the Word of God is there. Which is why I commend you for being part of this. Commend you for listening just for a few minutes to what God has from, from the Word of God. Because these are the things that prepare us to deal with whatever's coming tomorrow or next week. So he starts in verse 1, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. But then he says in verse 2, he breaks down and gives multiple descriptions of God. And uh, so I want to uh, just kind of tell you what each one of those are. Now, notice he says, the Lord is my rock and. So really what he's saying, the Lord is my rock, my Lord is mine. He gives multiple descriptions about the Lord. And all of these, one thing I will point out, he says my. Uh, he, he acknowledges that God is not some distant being that he doesn't say he's our God, you know, like, well, as a church or as, in this case, the Jewish people, we believe this now. He this is my God. He did not say, this is a God, we're many, one of the many. He personalizes this, and that is more important than we might think, because religion has a God at a distance, and religion states that I have to be good enough to accept God. Relationship and Christianity dictate that God loves me and accepts me as I am. And then he, he works in my life, even when some of the battles I find myself in are my mistake, if I'm willing to come back and put my trust in him the strength he gives in that, in that reconciliation and transition time. So he says, the Lord is my rock. You know, we, we live in a world where so many things change. We live in a world where things fluctuate. Our, you know, our finances can fluctuate and, and we, we think everything's great in a relationship and then bam, something happens. You wake up one day and you know, there's a, um, a diagnosis of something, it could be COVID or cancer. Um, not too long ago, my wife pointed out that uh, her cousin who's younger than her, her husband, a pastor, is struggling with cancer. And we're thinking he's younger than us. We just don't even, it just doesn't make sense. And, and then all of a sudden, all these things that are salad, it's just like the world seems to, you know, it's, it's all up and in open arms. And it's like the waves and the turbulent storms. And so in those times, he says, he is my rock. The one thing I can hold to when the entire world seems to have no true foundation. Then he says, number two, the Lord is my rock. He says, the Lord is my fortress. Now imagine David running from God, running from Saul, running from his enemies. And in the Middle East, where would he find comfort? Well, caves, caves and rocks and places where it would be harder to find. He would find refuge from the weather, maybe animals, but also harder to find, finding refuge from his enemy. Well, he's, he recognized this idea of a fortress of protection. He says, Lord, you're my rock, but you're my fortress. When I was hiding from enemies, that's what I seeked. I sought fortresses, something to protect me. It's a good place, honestly, if I was in a battle. And he says, Lord, that's what you are for me in my daily life. It's what you are through these times. You're not just the foundation. You're my fortress. A fortress brings protection. A fortress brings security. A fortress brings peace. A fortress brings the opportunity to see, you know, to, to, to look at the world from the right perspective because you are in a place of protection. So he says, you, you are the one that gives me a foundational strength that doesn't move. You give me protection and strength. But then he says, you are my deliverer. So in the midst of these battles, Lord, you will deliver me from these things. He said, Lord, when I'm struggling financially, you will deliver me from my fear. You will deliver me from my frustration. You will deliver me from that part that just doesn't understand what's going on. You'll deliver me from making poor decisions. And when I do make poor decisions, Lord, you will give me grace and strength to deal with these things. And whatever I find myself in, Father, you are there. And you 
I can stand firm on you, you protect me, and then you will deliver me. Even in the midst of the darkest and hardest times, if I stay strong and I walk with you, you will deliver me through those things. And what a phenomenal belief and reminder there. He's our deliverer. He said, my God, my strength. So he's the rock I stand for, I'm on my fortress, my deliverer, but then he's my strength. You know, we, we know in, our, in, in every day of life, if you strive to go through life by yourself in your own strength, your own ability, where you say, I know scripture, I know this, I grew up in church, all that's great. But if you don't put any of that into practice, what I mean by that is you're not in the word of God, prayer, walking with God, allowing God to be that strength, to be that guide, then you're going to find, you're gonna run in the middle of these battles and you're going to find yourself not even know what to do, maybe responding poorly, whatever it would be, because he is the strength. My strength is not on my knowledge of scripture. My strength is not in how long I've been in church or who my parents are, who I am, or am I even in salvation by itself. My strength is found in my walk with God. Now, please understand, you say, I may miss a day or two of devotions. I hope you understand that it's, it's not one of those where if I'm not perfect in this, all of a sudden God's gonna just ditch me. It's that, it's that continual walk, it's a continual desire to get back and be back in front of God when I can. Um, one man quoted, or I saw a quote earlier this week, I think it was by Spurgeon, but the quote simply, someone asked Spurgeon, what is more important, reading the word of God or prayer? And Spurgeon responded by saying, what's more important, breathing in or breathing out? It is a valuable thing, and I hope we understand that there's some there's strength in that. So let's continue in this verse. So he's our rock, he's our fortress, he's our deliverer, he's our God. He's my God. I actually skipped that one. He's my God, personal God. He's not a God. He's not a distant God. He's not some superior being in the sky that one day I will answer to. He's my personal God. No religion can state that. He's my God. He's my strength in whom I will trust. I love this. He is my, actually stop for a second. He's my, um, in whom I will trust. Now understand, he said, I will trust. We have to at some point put our faith into action. We have to at some point take all the knowledge we have and do something with it. We talk about my strength is only good if I put into action what I know. You know, In Joshua 1.8, he's told to be strong and courageous, and he says you'll have success when you do the things you're supposed to. Psalm 1, when you meditate and do the things of the Word of God, then you will have success. Knowledge of Scripture is not enough. I must put my knowledge into action by faith. So in him, I will trust. I will do this. If having all these knowledge and having God and all of these things we know to be true, but not putting our faith and stepping out in faith on a daily basis, we miss the premise of really, we miss the strength that comes. So he's, he says also, he's my buckler. It's the idea of uh, my defense. You know, it's a weapon that would defend me from the bows and arrow, from the arrows and the other things that would come my way. And we know from um, Ephesians 6, we talk about the, the armor of God. Um, most of it's defensive. Um, so we look at all of it. He will defend us. He will be that strength that defends us from the attacks of Satan. It also says uh, he is the horn of my salvation. He is the one that allows me, the horn is kind of that, that vocalize, allows me to be able to go at. He is the core of my salvation. I can go out and see the battle and I can win the battle because of him. He is my high tower. Again, protection. I can see what's going on. When I'm way up in that high tower, I get perspective. Sometimes I can see the full extent of the battle, but I can also see how protected I am from it, and God is still in control of all of it. You know, a lot of this is gonna come down to perspective, and I don't mean perspective on our circumstance. It comes down to the perspective of our God. I look at a high tower and I look down and see all the battles, and I can sit back and say, God, this is overwhelming, or I can see my rock, I can see my fortress, I can see my deliverer, I can see my God, who is my strength, I will put my trust in him. He is my defense, my buckler, the horn of my salvation. He's, 
I can see all these things. And then I finish with verse 3. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. I will call upon him. He's worthy to be praised and he will save me from my enemies because of all that he is described to be in verse number 2. I hope that we would rest in that. I hope we find strength in that comfort and the recognition of who he is and all that that means. May we see this more than just a religion. May we see this more than just a God that seems to be distant. May we recognize he is my God, my friend, my deliverer, my protector. And boy, may we see God in that way and walk in him and trust in him and see how he can just take care of the details that we don't even know how he can. So I hope that was an encouragement. I hope that that was a help maybe somewhere you are right now. And I thank you for joining us today on this Tuesday. And hope you have a great day. Hope you enjoy your time with family. Hope you uh, walk with God during work as you keep your eyes focused upon Him. And whatever come that way, we find our strength and our trust in Him. Thanks for joining us today. And we look forward to seeing you next time.